what we are doing this evening is hopefully what, well, is what Catholics all over the world are doing for the sake of the entire world beginning today. The world has so many wonderful things going on in it, so many positive things, so many good things, starting with our community. There is a lot of love, there's a lot of goodness, and there is justice being lived out on this planet. The world is also a complete mess. We talked about that last Sunday. I mean, the shock of Ukraine is shock after shock after shock, pure evil unfolding with hundreds of thousands, well, millions of people, the absolute innocent victims of pure, pure evil. There is so much poverty on this planet. The imbalance only grows between people who have virtually nothing or nothing and those of us who have more than we need. There's so much hatred, there's so much violence, there's so much nastiness, there's so much selfishness, such a waste of this planet. And the interesting thing is, 2,000 years ago, the Son of God came to this fallen, sinful world, and ultimately through his passion, death, and resurrection, he brought salvation to this planet, the full power of God's love that makes it possible for every human being to find God, and to really love other people, and to have integrity of self, it's been fully on this planet for 2,000 years. It's fully alive through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is. This is the state of the world 2,000 years after we were saved, and that's the nature of human freedom. Obviously, lots of the bad things on this planet have to do with natural disasters, have to do with bad things that occur, not because people produce the bad things, but an awful lot of the badness of this world, and I think most of the suffering of this world, has to do with our human freedom. That wasn't taken away when Jesus saved us. We are absolutely, individually, and collectively free to do whatever we want with the lives that God has given us, individually and collectively. So I invite you, I presume you are pursuing Jesus. If you're here this evening, what I invite you to do is to consider today, tonight, if you could wish sincerely for something to happen to change the misery of this world, and it is a realistic wish, so a wish is just a desire, if I could ask God, if I could wish in the presence of God something to change the way the world is going, what would it be? So for example, I, but it has to be realistic. It has to, it's not magic, it has to be realistic. I wish, I would wish, that everybody on this planet stop sinning and pursue holiness and truth. But that's absolutely unrealistic. That is not going to happen. It's never occurred before. It is never going to happen. That would be to deny our freedom. People love sin. People hate the truth very often. That would not be a realistic wish. I could wish that everybody on the planet for six weeks stop sinning and at least try to live more decent lives. But that's similarly unrealistic. That is just never going to happen. God would have to force us to do that. We love sin. We love hurting one another. So maybe I would wish then for Christians, people who are sincerely even if they're not so sincerely, identified with Jesus, just Christians, let's just say for a month and a half that we would give it a shot, turning away from our sin 
and trying to be more faithful to Jesus. That would similarly be an unrealistic wish. It's never going to happen. I could wish it, but it's the nature of our sin. Everybody's not going to do that. So when I pursue this sincerely, I get down to, I wish that I would, for six weeks, sincerely try to turn away from sin and sincerely try to grow as an authentic disciple of Jesus. And that's realistic. That is absolutely possible that God gives us that grace, no question, no more data needed. I cannot control this world. I cannot control even a portion of this world. I cannot control Christians. I cannot control even the leaders of the church. What I can control is me. And so if you, entering into this Lent, are aware of the holiness and the sinfulness of the world and your own holiness and sinfulness, and if your intention is for the next six-plus weeks to prepare for the holiest days of the year, the Easter Triduum, by turning away from sin and being a holier person, one day at a time sincerely turning away from your sin and trying to actively grow as a disciple of Jesus, blessed are you really blessed are you. I invite you to consider that because Lent has begun. You can't delay this. I invite you to consider that, and I hope that you will come up with what that wish is, which you can also then turn into a prayer, into a petition, to ask God for the grace for that desire to come to fulfillment. Just a couple notes, which are probably the same every year. The key disciplines of Lent traditionally are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. The most important one is prayer, without any question. It's 90% of it. Please come up with a plan to focus more on prayer in your daily life for the next six weeks. The best way to do it, in my experience, is to take the gospel reading every day at Mass during Lent and to reflect and act based on that. You've got a guide in the bulletin for each day of Lent if you want to use that. We've posted links to guides for kids on our parish's social media today. If you use what's in the bulletin, whatever you use, please be sure you're setting aside a clear period of time to pray more during the next six weeks. Number two, fasting. To pull back from some of what I consume is a very healthy spiritual discipline. It focuses me on life. It focuses me on prayer. It hopefully opens, if it is sacrificial, it opens me to the reality of how most people on this planet suffer want, and I don't. I don't suffer any want. Fasting is a superb spiritual discipline to focus us spiritually. If you find it challenging to abstain from meat on a bunch of Fridays and to fast two days, I think I have said this before, see a psychiatrist. That should not be a challenge. If it is for you, seek immediate psychiatric help. Your plan for fasting has to go beyond those very simple disciplines. And finally, third, almsgiving. We are very generous around here, most of us, sacrificing the material God has given us to do his work, particularly through this community. During Lent, I will up that. I will give more of the material resources I have, money, I will put it aside in order to put it to work for other people in this world who are in much greater need than I am. 
We're supposed to be doing that week by week, and we do it so much in this community. During Lent, we up it so, again, we can be more focused on being God's instruments and really changing the lives of the people around us for the better. Fourth and finally, I encourage you to consider as a discipline this Lent, beginning immediately after this Mass, to recognize in your online behavior what is sinful, what is wasteful, and what is dragging you away from God and the life you're meant to have. Virtually, Rosemary Hanley, you might get the off on this because I don't think you even have a computer or a phone, but you're rare. All of us almost have this issue. Almost all of us are misbehaving or we are really sinning and we are really being dragged down very dangerous rabbit holes in our online behavior. I ask you tonight to recognize it and to address it. Cut it out tonight. If you cannot cut out your unhealthy, sinful, wasteful online behavior for six weeks, honestly, you're never going to do it. This is a great opportunity for all of us. So I wish you a very deep Lent. Thank you for listening. To learn more and to get involved, go to stpatrickparish.com.